Thanks for tuning in to Leesburg Daily, a Monday through Friday podcast where we dive into the scriptures a little bit, study the word together, and apply it to our lives. Today we continue in the book of John, which is, uh, again, the biography of Jesus. And um, uh, we are finishing chapter four today. Uh, we have seen a, a radical display of, of evangelism, really, in Jesus and reaching out to many Samaritans. But what we see, and we'll see again today, is a contrast between the Jews and the Gentiles, uh, between the people who claim to be of God and, and those who are outside of God. And we see a comparison of faiths that is, that's seen today in our text. Uh, we'll start in verse, well, I guess 43, let's start there, because in verse 43 of chapter 4, we have a transition uh, away from Samaria into Galilee. So let's start in verse 43. And after two days, he departed for Galilee, for Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in his own hometown. And so he came to Galilee, and the Galileans welcomed him, having seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the feast, for they too had gone to the feast. So let's pause and point out just a moment, remind ourselves who these uh, uh, these people are who who welcomed Jesus. Uh, they welcomed him because they had seen him in Jerusalem. And what had he done in Jerusalem? That's that's right. He had gone in and, and overturned tables and uh, ran out um, uh, the people who were making a mockery of God's uh, of God's temple. And so because of that, uh, they welcome him uh, because they've seen that he is kind of a radical. <clears throat> So let's keep going in verse 46. And so he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made water to wine. And at Capernaum, there was an official whose son was ill. So again, this is the second time that Jesus has, that John depicts Jesus as going into Galilee. And actually, this is into Cana, uh, where he had made water into wine. And if you remember the results of the first, the first miracle... Uh, was uh, they believed in Jesus. Well, let's look what happens here. Um, John's setting us up here to be prepared for something to happen. There was at Capernaum official whose son was ill. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to, from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So we have this official here. Now it's 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 uh, usually pointed out that this is a, an official in Herod's army, uh, a servant of Herod's court of some some sort. We don't know whether this guy is a Jew or a Gentile. Uh, he could be both, um, but there is what we do know about him. I, he couldn't be both, but he could be one or the other. Uh, he could be a Jew or a Gentile. Um, if he's a Gentile, uh, then this act of divine grace that we're about to see, uh, it, that's going to be revealed, is, is going to be even more remarkable because it's God's grace going to Gentiles. Um, John doesn't indicate that he's a Gentile, though, so this man could be a Jew, but that being the case, uh, a Jew to be a servants of Herod's court uh, would be uh, just a little better than being a Gentile. It would be a scandalous position to hold. 
And so um, th this guy's probably not a well-liked guy in the Jewish world. Uh, he's uh, Whether or not he's, he's a Jew, we don't know. But if he is a Jew, he's not well-respected. And if he's a Gentile and Jesus is about to pour out grace, that should be pointed out. This is a pretty remarkable story. Sorry, I'm rambling. Uh, let's go. Um, this, this guy's son was at the point of death. And so Jesus says to him in verse 48, So Jesus says to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Again, Jesus had said this similar thing before, um, almost rebuking people for their lack of faith without works or without wonders or signs. But the official said to him in verse uh, 49, Sir, come down before my child dies. Now, now, this uh, we we kind of skip over the the significance of what's being said here. Uh, this official, I, I don't see this official as um, uh, saying no. I I need a sign. I I, I see this, and uh, most commentators see this as a, a man who who has a an element of belief. Um, at first glance, Jesus' uh, statement here seems clear enough, but it's a little harsh. But when we look closer, it becomes uh, pretty evident that that it is completely inappropriate as addressed to this man because the request that Jesus heal his son implies that this official already has faith in Jesus or at least some form of belief that Jesus could heal his son. And so faith is belief that God is uh, who Jesus reveals him to be. Uh, and, and what that is so far in this gospel is a, is a loving father uh, who, who wants the best for the world because God so loved the world that he sent his only son, if you remember back in John 3, 16, 17. And so this official seems to have something of this faith that, that believes. And so while, we, uh, while this rebuke is often uh, spoken to the official here, Jesus told him that it, it is also addressed to those standing around the you people uh, around uh, look at verse well in the middle of verse 48 uh, this idea is you people not just singular uh, the, the, in the Greek it's not just a singular person it's the you people standing around uh, so that suggests that this one saying has two purposes uh, it's directed in part to the Jews of, of Galilee who would not think too highly of a servant of Herod. Uh, they would need to see signs and wonders performed for such a despised person before they will understand that God loves him as well and is willing to grant life to his son. And, you know, in Galilee, we have these freedom-loving inhabitants and Jesus' acceptance of a member of Herod's court would perhaps be the best possible example of God's scandalous, uh, scandalous, gracious love uh, for this officer, whether or not he's a Gentile. And so the officer, the official here, seems to have some type of faith. And so when it's addressed to him, we understand that Jesus' second purpose is to test the one who he's speaking of or speaking to. Uh, from what the official says, it seems that he passed the test. You see, to Jesus' provocative statement, the official simply says, Sir, come down before my child dies. Uh, 
with this response, the official demonstrates uh, perseverance. He demonstrates um, this humble patience of Jesus' true disciples. See, what we have here is a picture of what true discipleship looks like for a follower of Jesus. And to this request, look at what Jesus says in verse 50. Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. Or in some translations, go, your son lives. The men who believed, uh, the men believed the word of Jesus and went on his way. In verse 51, uh, as he was going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. And so he asked them when the hour was when he became when, when he began to get better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your son will live. And he himself believed in all his household. This was now the second sign that Jesus did when he had come from Judea to Galilee. This is a really neat story of a of a picture of faith. Uh, this official um, uh, seems to have faith, and so Jesus says to him, "Go, your son lives." Um, you know, this is often conveyed as a positive uh, message or a positive uh, line that Jesus says here, "Go, your son lives." Um, but that's not very clear that the official heard the way we read it. Um, the official could have heard this as a simple command to go away, especially since lives does not sim- really imply healing. Uh, the official could have just heard Jesus say, okay, go, 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 your son lives, and not think- not be thinking about a, a healing, but rather more of a uh, your son will always be with you type of message from Jesus. Despite this possible misunderstanding, it says that the man took Jesus at his word and departed. And here it becomes clear that Jesus' statement about needing to see signs and wonders does not apply to this official. He believed Jesus' word and his word alone. His, his belief really grew. And we see that that faith is confirmed and deepened when he learns of his son's recovery in verse 53. His faith in Jesus uh, as one who is willing and able to heal the son of a Herodian official has progressed to faith in Jesus' bare words. And now at the end of the story, it simply said that he believed with no further qualifiers of what type of belief or why. You know, there's much that could be said about this text, but, uh, but one of the themes that we see already developing is this universal love of God that's already been noted in chapters 1 and chapter 3 and here in chapter 4 we see again the universal love of God regardless of the the ethnic identity of this Herodian official um, uh, we see that God's love is revealed and uh, God is willing to grant life uh, to this this son of the official and so that, that should stand out as God's universal love is developed throughout the rest of the, 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 the gospel here. Now, the, the, I want to end, but, but I want to end on this, uh, considering the, the faith that this Herodian official has. Whether or not he's a Jew, perhaps he's a Gentile, but either case, 
John gives us this official uh, as a case in point, as an example of what discipleship looks like, what faith in Jesus looks like, a faith that would even take Jesus at his word. And I want to challenge you and I want to feel challenged myself uh, in that regard. Do I take Jesus at his word? Uh, do I take Jesus' word? As I, as I go through and I read the words of Jesus and his faithful promises uh, time and time again to his disciples and ultimately to us today, do I believe that? I'm, I'm a part of a men's Bible study every Monday night uh, at The Hub in Cynthiana at 104 Court Street. Uh, and we've been studying the book of Romans. And uh, we got to the point last night in... Uh, I think chapter two, we're talking about uh, where, where we, we, it came up as an example of of what do we worship? Uh, you know, it's it's often said that in our tradition, in, in our area, in, in the Bible belts of America, uh, people uh, will carry around their Bibles and and be very proud of their their Bibles and uh, protect their Bibles and and all that. And they'll, they'll, they'll fancy their Bibles, um, but so often they don't, won't read their Bibles. And so what happens is uh, they don't fall in love with the God of the Bible. They idolize the, the, the book that they carry. I, I hope I'm being clear. And if I'm not, forgive me. I just had a, <laughs> I had a root canal today, so I'm not uh, uh, firing on all cylinders. Uh, but, but my point is, uh, often we will, uh, we will worship church, we'll worship religion, we'll worship our Bibles, and we'll fail to, to, to come to know and grow and trust and have faith in the God of the Bible. And that's where I want to challenge us today as we, as we uh, finish up. Uh, do we have the type of faith that's manifest in this official uh, do we have that type of faith, that, that faith, that belief that, that is, again, like gravity? I don't have to second guess if I'll come back down when I jump. I just know it's going to happen because I've got faith. That's the type of faith we're called to have uh, as we are followers of Jesus. God bless. Take care. Starting tomorrow, we will pick up in chapter 5. In the healing of the pool. This is a this is a neat story. It'll be a lot of fun. So come back, tune in tomorrow. I want to say thank you so much. We are about three weeks in on this podcast, and every day we've got more and more people listening. And I want to say thank you so much for that. If there's anything that you hear that you have questions about, feel free to shoot me a message on social media through the church website, or you can leave a voicemail memo or a voicemail uh, message. Uh, in the show notes uh, of your podcaster and uh, and and I can get a voicemail that way. Uh, God bless. Take care. We'll see you tomorrow. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to Leesburg Daily.